thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We're so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Thank you so much for joining us. And I know this, that anytime we spend time in the Word, it will pay rich dividends. So welcome. Come on in and get a Bible and get a notepad. Take notes because we're believing God for answers for your life today. Amen. We've been taking um, really several weeks now and teaching out of my book called Victory over grief and sorrow because we need to know what the Word says about the emergencies of our life. Amen. Amen. And uh, throughout the, the episodes of this broadcast, I will refer to my husband's unexpected sudden home going. How did our family handle that? How did I handle that? Um, how did it affect our family? How did it affect our congregation? Well, I want you to know this. Victory is always enough for every situation. The victory that belongs to you in Christ. Amen. Um, so we know this, that grief and sorrow, depression, oppression will try to enter the life of people at a time of crisis, at a time of tragedy. And uh, it is our privilege to know what to do at those times. It's not only our privilege, it's our responsibility yes. to find out what does the Word say at those times. Yes. Because if I'm just going to sit back and let myself remain inactive right. toward the Word, right. then that circumstance is going to carry me where it wants to carry me. But I don't want to go where the circumstance dictates. I'm going to go where the Word says my life is to go. Amen. Amen. And so uh, we know this. It's not just when someone goes home to be with the Lord that sorrow and grief may come in. It can be at different times. Maybe when a marriage fails. Maybe when a home is lost. A business is lost. Something goes awry in a relationship. Well, we have to know what to do at those times. Amen. Amen. Uh, we know this, that Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 4, it tells us, uh, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Why did he do that? So we never would have to. Yes. Never yes. would have to. Yes. You say, Pastor Nancy, I've made a mess of my life. I've made wrong decisions. I've gone wrong, wrong, wrong directions. Well, get in line. <laughs> we've all, we've all made a wrong decision at times. We've all gone a direction we shouldn't have gone. But you know what? Uh, my wrong direction is not greater than his ability. I will not magnify my wrong things above the power of God. The power of God is greater. So we shouldn't magnify and, and give more credibility to our sins our mistakes, our misses, because the blood of Jesus is far greater than any of it. Amen. To wash us and cleanse us from that. But Isaiah 53 verse 4, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Why? Because we cannot carry those and succeed. 
He is the only one who could successfully bear it away from us. And it took the Godhead to deal with it. Amen. Um, When my husband went home to be with the Lord, there was an experience that happened right after that, probably about three weeks after that. There was a a friend um, that my husband and I, uh, a, a certain acquaintance that my husband and I knew, and they had been ill for a while. And they had an experience where they they were in they were on their deathbed themselves, and uh, they had the experience of dying, but they came back, and they were saying that when they died one particular night, that they saw them they found themselves running toward the gates of heaven, and said when they came up to the gate there was like a force field coming off that gate that would not let them in, and said but. They said, Nancy, they said, Ed was on the inside of that gate. And he said to me, tell Nancy to run her race with joy. And then that person came back and uh, uh, several months later, they did end up dying and going to heaven. But I thought, how interesting. I'm not focusing that someone that he was seen. I'm focusing on what heaven wanted me to know. What did heaven want me to know? there's a race to still run. And I want you to know, no matter who has exited your life, maybe through death or through a divorce or through a broken relationship, no matter who has exited your life, there's still a race to run. And it's not just about running the race, it's about how we run the race. So heaven said two things to me that, that time, through that event, keep running your race, but run it the right way. Run it with joy. Amen. 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 Why? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. So the joy is the strength for the race. We're not not instructed to run the race in our own strength. Listen, the plan of God is so great for every believer's life that uh, every human's life that you can't run it in your own strength. It takes divine strength to run such a great plan. And the way to tap into that strength is stay in the joy flow. Amen. Amen. Um, Sometimes this is something that people deal with. When someone dies prematurely, what they think about and focus on is what was in their mind unfulfilled of that person's life. What was in their thinking, what was lost to that person that was to be fulfilled here but maybe they were cheated of and robbed from. And uh, sometimes people can, if I could say that if we think wrongly about that, the devil will use that as a point of entrance to keep us in a place of sorrow. Um, That, or what if somebody knows that they're dying? Mm-hmm. And they think, you know what? There's things I wanted to fulfill. Right. There are things that are still in my heart. Right. Listen, uh, we never get to the end of what's in our heart. True. In true. the sense of what's in our heart comes from God who has no end. Yes. So he's always got more. Yes. There's always more. Yes. But there are certain things that we know that are assigned to our life. And we want to see those completed, right? Yes. But sometimes I, I just don't want, I don't want you to fall into the trap because the devil will trouble someone with it of thinking that if someone died younger than what, or prematurely, 
younger than what they should have or could have, um, that something of God's plan was lost and that there was failure. Um, Because that can trouble people's life. And the devil will paint that as a point of failure if they died prematurely. That they failed God. They failed in the plan of God. I want you to see this. We are not all running our own individual race. Now, let me say this this way. Follow, follow me until I get it all out, okay? We're running one leg of a great race. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's that mean? Our life is not the beginning and the end of a race. Our life is the beginning and the end of a leg of a race. Like a relay runner. One person in a relay race Mm -hmm. is not running the totality of that race. It's linked Mm -hmm. with other runners. And when a team is running a relay race, the coach assigns. You run the first leg, you run the second leg, you run the third leg, you run the fourth leg. God is the one that assigns that. He assigns what leg of the race. All those heroes of faith that are recorded in Hebrews 11, we're running the same race they were running. Their leg was different than our leg. Their leg was centuries ago but it's still the same great race we're running. It's one great race we're running. So if someone, if I could, let let me just explain it to you this way. This is just the way it's come up in my heart to help people understand it. If someone, let's look at John the Baptist. His life did not, he didn't live till he's 80, 90, 120. Did he fail? No. no. Um, there are others. Look at Jesus. I, I, I love something that Brother Copeland said to me. We were in the back room and he said, there was only ever one perfect man on this earth. And earth could only allow him three years. Wow. <laughs> he was wow. so perfect. Wow. So perfect. Wow. <laughs> and the whole time he's running perfectly. Others are trying to take him out. (laughs) No matter how you do it perfect, the devil still hates you. It's not about being perfect. It's about just fulfill what's in your heart. But I want you to see this. Any part of someone's, like I said, any part of the race that someone doesn't fulfill, no problem. The next leg of the next runner picks that up. Why? Nothing of the plan is lost. Amen. Nothing of the plan is lost. The next runner picks it up. When my husband went home, he he went home, he was 72. Well, you know, there's a lot of people that die way before that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we would have liked to have seen him stay up in his 80s, 90s, right? But we picked up. Yes. The baton. Yes. That nothing of the plan is lost. So there was no failure in his run Amen. because the plan continues. Amen. So I don't ever want you to see or say or treat it as a negative. Think of it as a negative that something was lost. No, God knows how to lose nothing. Wow. <laughs> and if one person doesn't fulfill it, God will will assign it to another. 
so that nothing is lost. And that's, that's right. what we're interested in, and nothing yes. of the plan lost. Yes. It's not about me. Yes. It's not about me. Yes. I want to obey God. Right. I want to do my part. I want to run my legs skillfully. Right. But the whole race does not depend on me right. because it's a big race. It's a race that we're all running. And we are to, we are to run. Well, let me read. Okay, Let, let's read. I want you to see the wording in Hebrews 12, verse 1, and I'm going to read out the Amplified Classic translation. The Amplified Classic translation of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says, Therefore, then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Now, who's he talking about? In Hebrews 11, started talking about all the heroes of faith, the pioneers of faith, those men of faith who had walked with God. It says, they have borne testimony to the truth. Let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight and sin, which so readily, deftly, and cleverly clings to and entangles us. Look at this. And let us run with patience, endurance, and steady and active persistence. Look at these next words. The appointed course. The appointed course. You're not running the whole course. You're running the appointed portion of the course. The, the course that's appointed to you. And if you're here running it 20 years, good. If somebody's here running it 90 years, good. They're still on their appointed course. And if they ran 10 years of it, they still fulfilled that appointment. Because they weren't running your leg. They were running their leg. Amen. And so if something is left unfinished, no problem. The baton gets passed. God knows how to pass it to the next person who will pick that up and carry it further. Amen. Um, as I said, the race we are running is so great that our life can't contain the whole race. It can't contain the whole race. It's so loaded with the blessing of God, the power of God, the ability of God that one man cannot fulfill it all. You're only, a, you're only to fulfill your appointed leg of the race. You are not the race. You're not the race. And the devil will try to make people say, see, you didn't fulfill this. No, God, even, even if I didn't get to it, somebody else will pick it up. Because God will see to it that nothing is lost. And that's the important thing. It's not about who God works through. It's that it gets done. That's the important thing. You know, um, this is one thing that when I pray and I believe in God for this era that we're in, healings and miracles belong to this era, right? In the book of Acts, they prayed a prayer. Grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done in the name of thy holy child Jesus. So they're praying for miracles, signs, and wonders. They're praying for the power gifts mm -hmm. of the Spirit to come into operation. Yes. What is that? The working of miracles, mm -hmm. gifts of healings, the gift of faith. They're praying that God would stretch forth his hand to heal, that signs and wonders be done in the name of the Holy Child Jesus. I pray that, but I don't, I don't say, God, make me be the one that that flows through. It doesn't matter to me if he uses me for that or not. I just want it to be fulfilled. Yes. 
You see, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about the individual. It's about what God planned to be fulfilled. And that's what we're running our race with in, in mind of, is that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my part, but it's about fulfilling his plan, not about me getting notoriety, not about me getting recognition, not about me being the one being used in a public way. If I can just pray in the back room for the one who's preaching, fine with me. I just want the plan fulfilled. Now, see, if you think everything rests on you, then you, you, you put yourself in the spot of the Savior and you're not it. That's right. He's the Savior, not me, not me. Amen. Amen. So, he, uh, yes, he needs, every, he needs us. But if someone doesn't fulfill something, God knows how to keep that from being lost. Yes. Haven't you heard preachers? I've heard, men, I've heard many ministers say that God, I, I'm thinking of one pastor in particular who had a fabulous church, wonderful church, was a pastor of that church for about 40 years. And when God called him to pastor that church, he said, you're number seven. Mm-hmm. meaning there were six more that he called and they missed that. Somehow, either they didn't understand it, they didn't consecrate themselves to it, they chose not to obey it, whatever. Sometimes people don't even perceive what God is dealing with them about, so they don't fulfill it. But notice God said, you're number seven. What's that mean? My plan won't get lost. I don't care how many numbers I have to go through. Right. That's right. Now that's what we need to focus on and be interested in. It's not about how we are used. It's that I'm interested in God's plan being fulfilled. So if a loved one, if I could say this, went home prematurely, nothing's going to be lost. You don't have to have, you don't let the devil, don't let the devil trouble your mind about what wasn't fulfilled. No, God knows how to lose nothing. Right. Amen. Amen. There are so many, there are so many that I've heard how God would, I'm thinking of one in particular that had a world renowned ministry and God told them you're number six. <laughs> Why? Five more before did not pick up that part of the race. No problem. Somebody else will fulfill it. Sure. Amen. Amen. Wow. We're running a leg. We're not the whole race. Yes. Amen. Dad Hagen used to say to us, now Dad Hagen was our spiritual father. And Dad Hagen would say to us, he said, you should go further than I ever went because you should know the ground I took, be a student of the ground I took, and then build on that and go further. What's he saying? You shouldn't be running the same appointed course. You should, your appointed course should be ahead of mine, not behind mine. He passed through the teaching of the Word, through His ministry, through bringing us the Word. He passed us the baton so that when He went to heaven, my husband and I didn't look around and go, what next? We didn't start over with a different race. We're picking up the baton He passed to us and we're going on. That's what Elisha did when Elijah was carried off in a chariot of fire. Elisha did not go back and redo everything Elijah did. He took it and went further. Amen. Why? Because we're all just running a leg of the race. Amen. In the medical field, there have been discoveries made and inventions made that affect the medical field from hundreds hundreds of years ago, right? And some of that thing, I mean, in the 1800s, you know, or early 1900s coming up with a polio vaccine. When a generation is born like in 1970, they don't throw out 
what was learned by the previous generations, they implement it and go further. Now, see, that's what needs to happen in the body of Christ. You don't throw out and dismiss the, the spiritual advancement of the pioneers of faith. You don't say, well, they're dead, so what they preached isn't relative. That is completely wrong because we're to take the light they gained and implement it and go further. Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do, what's this, and greater works. So he's saying, you start with what I'm doing and then you go further. You say, how can you go further than what Jesus did? Well, you can't go further in quality of power, but you can go further in quantity because he was one man fulfilling the plan. Now there's millions Christians fulfilling the plan. That's what he's talking about. That's, that's the greater works, a greater quantity of works, not a greater quality of works. I mean, he was raising the dead, blind eyes open. I mean, you, you, that's... There, there's no greater quality than raising the dead and uh, bringing people into fellowship with God. He was doing that. But there's a greater quantity. So we do what he did and we go further with it. What is that relay race, baby? It's a relay race. You're taking the baton and going further. Amen. Notice the Bible says God, when, he, when God speaks of himself, he says, I'm the God of Abraham. Isaac and Jacob. Notice what he did do. He treated generations like legs of the race. Yes. He wasn't just the, the God of Abraham. He was the God of, he, when he speaks of himself, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Amen. They picked up where one left off, the next one picked up. So don't ever think that because someone went home prematurely that something is lost and God's disappointed. No, there's another, there's another runner to take it farther. Amen. 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 Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Isaac didn't start all over. He didn't start all over. He just took, he just picked up where Abraham left off and went further. Amen. 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 So it does matter that while we're running our leg of the race, Mm -hmm. that we're imparting to others. Teaching them so that they can go further. And I want you to know, even if someone that was so dear to you, if they died prematurely, if they poured into their children, Mm -hmm. if they poured into their congregation, Mm -hmm. the the congregation they were a part of, Mm -hmm. if they were a blessing to somebody at work, they, pour, they, they were handing the batons to people yes. wow. That's good. Amen. so that those Amen. people could be enhanced in their running. Amen. And you want to know how I learned some of this? I said to God, I said, God, my husband preached so much about this last day revival. I wish he were here to see more time in that last day revival. And God said to me, he said, he helped stabilize people and help keep keep. He helped keep them from drifting away from the plan of God in this day, in this hour, to keep them on course. So what's he saying? He said he passed, he passed a knowledge of where, what God was doing in this hour to others. He fortified that word in them. What was he doing? He was helping someone else in the leg of their race. No matter if someone died prematurely, if they have been, uh, if they have been feeding on the word, if they, as they walked out the word in their own life, they were helping somebody else along in their race. That's not failure. 
That's not failure. Amen. Amen. Just being a blessing to someone else. And I'm going to tell you, you say, well, you know, I know of people that they died on their deathbed. Well, they got in. It was a home run, baby. It was a home run. Maybe they didn't fulfill all that could have been done here, but none of what could have been done here is lost. God has somebody else to run the leg. Amen. You know, um, even those in five-fold ministry who don't have family members. Now, see, my husband went home to be with the Lord. I was in the five-fold as well. Not all wives, you know, uh, of ministers will end up preaching or teaching, but I was in those capacities. So I picked it up. Where he left off, I picked up. Nothing was cheated. Nothing was robbed. The devil got none of the plan. That's right. He got none of the plan. We're still carrying that out. And then I have two sons and a daughter-in-law and grandkids, and we're training them. Why? We just keep passing it down. See, to the next leg of the race. And you say, well, I don't have someone in my family. You know something? Uh, Moses didn't pass it to his family member. That's right. It was passed to Josh, it was passed to Joseph. Joshua. Joshua, thank you. The J word. <laughs> it, it's not about family, it's about who God appoints for that leg of the race. Yes, I'm going to train my family right. I'm absolutely going to train them right. But um, just know this, if you say, I don't have any family to carry on, God has people that will pick up the light and they go further. Nothing began with us and nothing ends with us. The plan of God was moving before we showed up on this planet. Amen. And it'll show up when we're not here. We're not the Savior. We're a vessel. That's all we are. We're a vessel and privileged to be that. Amen. Listen, long life belongs to us, but it doesn't just matter how long you run. It matters how you run. Because there are a lot of people who live a long time and they still not run in the plan of God. Right? right. Right? So it's not just the length. Long life absolutely belongs to us. And don't allow yourself to be cheated out of long life because long life belongs to you. But it does not just matter the length. It matters how we run. We run our appointed leg of the race with joy. Amen. 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 Well, praise the Lord. Uh, We're so glad we've gotten to spend this time with you. And we want to let you know we've got our book available to you called Victory Over Grief and Sorrow, where we talk about some of these things. And we want to get it into your hands. And you can go to our website at defrayministries.org and you can place your order there and we'll get it right out to you. And I would say this, think of somebody else that may need the, the truth of this message. And uh, if you learn these truths before the emergencies come, you know what to do in those emergencies. Amen. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In the book, Victory Over Grief and Sorrow, Nancy Dufresne shares from firsthand experience how even death is no match for the mighty force of peace that is available to every believer. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. It is possible to live untroubled and undisturbed even in the presence of the enemy. In this book by Nancy Dufresne, Peace, Living Free from Worry, she teaches how to close the door to worry, fear, and doubt. 
Order now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Ontario, Canada at Promise of Life Church, August 27th through the 31st. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Come expecting miracles. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.